0: Hey, hey, friends, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. As believers, we are called to make God known wherever we are. That includes corporate America and to be obedient when he tells us to step out in faith. When you step out in your place of work, you'll watch God move in supernatural ways. And it's really mind blowing. I'm excited to welcome my friends today, the Burnetts. God called Monica and Jared without any retail experience to open up a huge retail store and the largest mall in the county. And it has been incredible watching what God has done with their yes. Hi, Monica and Jared. How are you guys? You doing good? Hey, we're doing great.
1: Good to see you.
0: I'm so excited to have you on to share your story, share your testimony. Let's just start out a little bit about your background, where you're from, and then you can just take it from there
2: absolutely so thank you for having us on first of all it's it's an honor to be able to share cuz i think testimonies are really really important amen uh, yes yeah, so we are both from california born in oh, raised. me too yes <laughs> west <laughs> Coast. Bay- yes let's go we're from the bay area and uh i come from a family where i didn't really have a specific church home, but when I was 15, I went to a youth retreat and that's where I got involved in the church. I went on to get a degree in religious studies, wanting to work with youth. And uh, and then I got married and had kids real soon. And so I couldn't mix that with youth. Uh, youth means nights and weekends, right? So uh, for 27 years, I went into becoming an entrepreneur. And had had many businesses along the way. Jared can tell you because <laughs> he's been part of a lot of them and uh, helping behind the scenes. And then in 2019, I ended up getting business and faith connected. Through uh, a company called Sanctuary Girl, and then now it turned into uh, our own store, which is Mon Christian Gifts. We're in a mall in Raleigh, and the Lord has just been, He's really transformed our, not only my faith, but just what I know He's able to do to reach all of His kids. So that's kind of a quick background on us. We do have uh, eight kids. I have four kids from, yes. Four kids from a previous marriage, and then we
0: got married and had two sets of twins. Well, I'm the oldest of eight kids. I think you know that, right? I know all about the eight kids.
1: (laughs) The chaos that comes with it.
0: Oh, yeah. Everything. The spankings, the chores. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love your stores. Monica has an amazing store if you're in the area. It's at Crabtree Mall. And she doesn't just have a store. I feel like that's just a front because... In the back she has it's called the living room where she has like worship nights, she has bible studies, she has prayer gatherings. She literally lays hands on her customers that come in. They think they're going to buy jewelry, <laughs> but then <laughs> she's like laying hands on them and they get miraculously, you know, instantly healed in that moment. Yes. I know God has been moving in amazing ways in your store. Share a couple stories with us.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um I know for example, there's one I love that's just about God's provision, where, um, you know, we started tithing to the church from from the store, and um, we opened up last June, and September was kind of our slowest month to date, and I remember being in worship at church and hearing the Lord say, double it, wow. and I was like, Lord, we don't have lots of stuff, and you want us to double it, and I remember going to Jared, and he was walking me to the car because I was going to the store. And I said, the Lord said to double our tithe. And he said, I guess we'll double it. And I was like, okay, that's the first miracle right there. It was not. You have to have the head of the house has to be on board, right? (laughs) But then the following Wednesday, um, I was talking with Miriam. She's one of our team members. And I said, Miriam, the Lord is really stretching our faith this month. He wants us to double our tithe. And I was about to say, but we don't have the money. When in walks this guy and um, he's holding a briefcase and he has headphones on and he stands right in front of the cash wrap and he says, he takes his headphones out and he says, I have to be obedient. I'm here with my tithe. Wow. And he said, I don't have a church that I go to, but I've been in your store and I know that the presence of God is here. And he told me to give it to you. Wow. I just got chills. Yes. And so that's just one of the many way, examples, I guess you could say, of how God has really just provided in all different ways, just, just proving himself to be faithful over and, over and over and over and over and over again. And so we are we are all in, no matter what it looks like on the exterior, we know in the spiritual realm, things are just, you know, moving forward.
0: Yeah, you know, it's God when it's not logical. It's not logical for someone just to show up at your store and that exact moment when you had that exact need and to say those exact things. I mean, only God can do something like that. I mean, there's no, I mean, I don't know how anybody would ever think God is not alive and real today. So that's amazing. So our store was really just an act of obedience. I've never worked in
2: retail before, even though I've been in business and neither of us have any experience with owning a store, but the Lord said, not everybody will go into the four wall church, but they'll come to the mall. And I want to meet them where they're at. That is the focus of the store. It's basically a funnel where he will encounter them there. And then they will go back into the churches and create revival because there's nothing like a recent touch from the Lord that's very personal. So we uh, we just take the lead of the Holy Spirit when we're there. If He leads us to pray for somebody, I'll usually be able to tell by what they're buying, what they're purchasing, uh, if they need a specific kind of prayer. Or, you know, tears are shed every single day in the store. Wow. And it's, it's, it's an, an incredible, it's just a testimony to how He encounters people so creatively. We had one day where, three ladies came into the store three different times of the day. And they all came up and asked me if we sold perfume in the store. And I'm like, no, we got jewelry pillows. <laughs> we had the fragrance of the Holy Spirit though. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said that they had walked in front of the door and all of a sudden they were engulfed in this aroma and it literally drew them wow. in. And, um, and I said, Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. He's very creative in how he gets people in. And that was, you know, three different times a day. There's so many different stories of uh, even today. I prayed over a young gal who uh, she got a um, by His stripes I am healed uh, a bracelet, and I said, "Is this for you or somebody you know?" I always ask, and she said, "It's for me." But she looked fine physically uh, from from the outside. So I prayed over her, and the Lord was sharing with me that it was more of an emotional torment, and so she just left so happy. She cried. Her mom cried, her mom was there. It's a place of healing and it's beautiful how the Lord is just being so out of the
0: box these days and we get to partner with him.
1: We have to budget in for Kleenex boxes. uh, (laughs) I love it. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, And you guys have a prayer wall where people can write. It's almost like I've been to Israel three times and there's that Western wall where people put post-its in the wall. That kind of reminds me of it because it's just all these post-its, you know, people just come in, they write their prayer requests. Do you actually go to that wall and pray over those prayer requests? Absolutely. Every day before closing. Wow,
1: customers, Customers will spontaneously just start praying over it as well. It's pretty... It's pretty incredible to watch. Um, yeah,
0: I love it. Sometimes you see these these boutiques or these stores that you know kind of have a, a hint of Christian, but yours is like a full on church in the back. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and this is not just like, oh, some quiet little instrumental worship music in the background or, you know, a Jesus pillow here and there, you know, something that kind of hints to religion, right? You're laying hands on people, you're having full on prayer worship. And oh, by the way, if you want to buy some jewelry, yeah, we have that oh, too. <laughs> definitely. The jewelry is just a front for. Oh, yeah, it's just a front.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're in the largest mall in the capital of our state. You're not just tucked away in the mall. There's a lot of traffic right by the food court. I know
2: this is the longest standing mall.
0: And, you know, it's it's crazy
2: to think we're next to the Apple Store and Macy's. And in between, it's a very large space, but it's just uh, it's amazing. He's called us to change the atmosphere
0: of the area and the surrounding areas i know god intentionally placed you there so you can be that beacon of light in this dark world you know i love that
1: this stuff i, I never even crossed my mind I mean, yeah, I, i'm not a shopper i don't i've never even been to the mall i would have no second thought of it so i think taking people that had no clue what they didn't even know and then using that because otherwise there's i mean i probably would have panicked you know freaked out said no way um but all this came along at a time, you know, I, I grew up in a in a church family and I had a really great role model with my dad. And he's been, it's been wonderful reconnecting on this side of things with him lately. But through the years, it was just sort of, you know, you kind of hold on to it just because it's your sort of, what's the word, you know, you're like emotionally attached a little bit because it's your upbringing. And it's not, but I just really just live my own way for all of my life. I mean, I'm twice vice recovered alcoholic. I just passed four years, the second round here. And just about that time that I thought I could handle it again, and realized I could, and we had moved out here, things were kind of a mess, and I realized I had to stop again. So we kind of went through this, you know, together. We just did this whole thing. I kind of stopped drinking, and I was kind of getting back on my feet a little bit. And um, at that time, she started finding these, you know, start digging into these things really you know, looking into God a little bit more. And I think
2: the store also has been huge for him to just see God positioning, like every time he's there by himself, somebody comes and gives them a prophetic word or praise over him or, you know, something, happens. something happens every time he comes. And so God has just been showing up for both of us and for our children. It's beautiful that our kids don't have a watered down version of Christianity.
0: Amen. No dry religion
2: here. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's beautiful because now they're so young. I can just imagine in five years where they're going to be like compared to us, So we're really excited about
1: that. Yeah. Just the people that he brings, you know, that you never would have met. And it's just positioning certain people through the region that couple that I've really just become pretty close with, you know, it's just kind of funny. Like I never, it's like, I would have laughed had somebody said, Oh yeah, I met so-and-so hanging out down at the store at the mall. I mean, i'm like i would go in and the most reaction the most emotion i'd show at a store is if they had what i wanted and i could get out of there i was like all right I would i'm never the same see, way i don't like them all <laughs> yeah, but it's like people just come in and there's there's people that come regularly that just come and just come to be there and and so i've i've had a few of those too where i ended up taking a class with one of the guys that that they came in he just we, we met we got together where he's over at one of the local churches too just a really neat guy same kind of uh, vision and you know it's just very aligned similarly to the pursuing making disciples looking to really dig in and see what is god actually wanting not not you know hey, you can live your best life now um kind of thing so there's just some of that kind of stuff where just really had these very impactful chance meetings that i don't really believe in anymore you know that they don't i don't think oh, divine
0: appointments in. you mean yeah It's literally Uh, every day is a divine appointment. I pray for divine appointments every morning. It's so exciting because, you know, (laughs) get ready for the Jesus adventure. When you start to pray for divine appointments, you just never know. But you also have to stay ready. If you're too much in your like tunnel of tasks or things to do or, you know, too caught up with yourself. You'll miss out on the divine appointment. So you can have to also be aware and intentional and expect them, you know, but when you wow. do, God shows up and it's like, wow, Jesus, like you just did that. Like It's true. We, uh, we took the inspiration
2: of the declarations that we do at church and we created yeah. declarations for the store that wow. we say, and it's really powerful because it yeah. covers everything that needs to happen there
1: years ago I would have probably just been like yeah okay I'm sure you know but now I'm kind of like I feel like I might have been an angel in there before you know like a couple times there's been people where you leave and you're like something just a little different like like before I would have been like "Yeah, okay I'm sure It was probably just an interesting conversation now I'm kind of like I don't yeah could be very well could be yeah yeah
0: it's
1: it's just those kind of things where it just shifts everything that you see there's just something different
0: oh, I definitely believe that we are surrounded by angels and sometimes they look like people, but God will use anything and anyone. And it's so true that we really need to make our faith known in the marketplace. I mean, far too many Christians, they look at their job as one thing and their personal life, you know, their faith is something totally separate. But God really wants to use us in the marketplace. And it looks different for everybody in every career and every type of job. This takes me back to a story that completely marked me. When I was in my early 20s, I worked at a bank and I processed mortgage loans. There was a girl in a different department, my coworker, she would bring me a bin of files to work on. And at that time I shared a cubicle with like five other people. So I had an open cubicle, I didn't have a lot of privacy. Well, one morning she was coming to my desk to give me my files and I was just, you know, kind of not paying attention and, and typing on my computer. Well, God grabbed my attention and he told me, tell her that I love her. And I was like, (laughs) my immediate reaction was like, (laughs) I barely know her and there's people around. There's no way I'm doing that. (laughs) And so I kind of ignored it for a second, but he repeated himself like he usually does when he knows that we don't want to do something, you know? (laughs) And he said, tell her that I love her. So out of obedience, I remember turning around in my chair and looking at her And telling her, Jesus loves you, Vani. And immediately in that moment, she just started weeping. And she said, thank you. And I was like, okay, I guess I was supposed to do that, you know? And then she went back to her office and she called me at my desk. And she just started telling me like, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed. Then she started pouring out her heart to me, telling me all the difficulties she was going through. And after that, we became friends for several years where I was able to minister to her. You see, God would never have been able to show up in that moment if I didn't step out in faith and trust Him and be obedient. And I can tell you other stories. Before I owned my own businesses, you know, I worked in the corporate world for 15 years. I remember working at one company, it was just kind of an open air, everybody saw everybody, not a lot of privacy and i would always hear you know office talk cussing dirty jokes they would email dirty jokes to each other I remember asking them if they would stop sending me these dirty jokes, you know, to take me off the email list. But they knew I was a Christian, and I changed the atmosphere just by bringing God's presence into that place. And I remember walking into work, and they just stopped cussing. I mean, I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. But the peace and the presence of God made such a difference in that workplace. And there was a spiritual shift. I'm just now remembering another company that I worked for in the tech world, you know, in Silicon Valley. And we had a male boss, but the rest of the office was a ton of women. And this place had such a strong gossip culture. Everybody talked about everybody. They'd go to lunch and talk about each other. But as soon as I started working there, you know, I came in with the joy of the Lord. I wouldn't gossip. You know, I would just sit there as they were gossiping to me, but I would never join in. Sometimes you don't think you're making such a big difference. But I remember the day that I was leaving the company, you know, both sides came into the foyer, into the lobby to say goodbye. And the manager, she said in front of everybody, you know, Leah, something I noticed about you is you would never gossip. And I was thinking, wow, you just don't know the impact that you're making. Just by not compromising, by living set apart, friends, without a doubt, you can be the change that this world needs. God has called us to change atmospheres, to speak his name, to make him known. You might be working at a place where you think, you know, I can't talk about God or, you know, I don't wanna get fired. But if you pray for divine appointments, Trust God that he has your back. You know, he's really our provider. He's really our boss at the end of the day. And you're not just working at your job for a paycheck. You are there for such a time as this. Oh, absolutely. None of us have experienced faith at this level
2: where you're actually part of the kingdom and you're able to see things. It's like you you literally take glasses and you're looking through a different lens. At life, at your circumstances, at your health, at your children, at your spouse, at your business, whatever it may be, you're looking through a different lens. And I don't feel that in my whole time as a believer, I've ever had the opportunity to go past the veil and actually seek the true God who's reflected in us. And we get to walk as him instead of just know about him. I lived very much a life of perfectionism. I tied having things having to be very well done or perfect to if it wasn't like that, pain was associated to it. Mm. So I became a workaholic uh, over the years. I became a people pleaser and that ended up affecting my health. It affected, you know, my mindset. It affected my parenting, affected my marriage, just all of the things. And uh, and so as I've come to grow in who I am, I'm able to now come to the same situations from a place of authority, from a place of love, from a place knowing that I'm a daughter of the king and that because my dad has my back, I, there really is zero reason to worry. I got a word um From some people who came to our church. And one of the words they gave was so profound to me. And and I like to share it with other entrepreneurs and people who are doing things that are out of the box, because sometimes we feel this weight that we have to carry all of these things and and be
0: responsible for it all. Yeah, maybe this is for me. (laughs) Yeah. I have a ministry, I have two businesses. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, what he said to me was, The Lord says, he didn't give you this business to steward. He says, You are in the family business and you are his daughter, and he's given you the keys. And to me, that was just so profound because it really went back to the core teachings. It's first who you are, not what you do. What you do is not your identity. Who you are is your identity. And as you, you can do more. You can do more when you understand. What comes first, and so for me, it's just been such a turnaround. I know Jared you know, talks about how, like, I've just become instead of a yes person, such a bold person.
1: It's very different, yeah. I've yeah. noticed, I've noticed it for sure. She just takes charge of situations. Just doesn't it's no time to waste. I mean, she did, before it was anyone and anyone who got her attention that was you know is anything they needed, anything they wanted. Now it's just more like, okay, this this needs to happen. I've just watched her except running the business in a way that I didn't expect. Just, it's been been pretty neat to watch. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And I deal with perfectionism as well, so I can relate. (laughs) We live in a culture where perfectionism, independence, girl boss, all of those things are celebrated, you know, all those titles, right? We're told in our culture that those are positive things, that those are goals. But those are actually negative things because when you're independent then you're not dependent on God. You claim to be self-made, self-taught. Everything points to self. You know, you did this. It's because of me, right? You take your eyes off God being the the source. And the only way that you were able to do anything, right? The only way that we're able to do anything is through Him. He's our provider. He's the one that gives the talent. He's the one that gives the success, right? And when you're a perfectionist, you know, One time somebody told me this and it always stuck with me because I never heard it my entire life, you know, growing up with a perfectionist dad and everything. But they said, do you know, Leah, that perfectionism is actually a sin? And I said, what? I thought it was a badge of honor, you know? And I said, well, I was surprised by that. And they said, yeah, because who's the only person that's perfect? That's Jesus is the only one that's perfect. So you trying to be, you know, perfect. It's like you doing it in your own effort. When Jesus is the only perfect one, right, it's going to be His Spirit and His power that brings success, not you and your perfectionism. Sometimes I still deal with perfectionism, but a lot of it I let go. The Holy Spirit will start convicting me. I mean, that doesn't mean that you don't want things to be excellent or to be sloppy like you don't care, but there's a difference. When you get to a point where you're striving and you're irritated and you're doing it over and over and over and you're wasting a bunch of time that you shouldn't be wasting and it's affecting your mood. I think for me, that's the check. Yep. Like, okay, it's not, it's beyond excellent now. It's me trying to make this perfect. Right. Right. And then it's hard to give God the glory when you put so much of your time and your effort into something instead of saying, oh, maybe that wasn't perfect. But wow, how what a powerful impact it made. It's because it was God, not me. Right. So just always point to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why
2: we we were put in this position of owning the store, because we literally don't know what we're doing. And so we have no place to bring control into it because we know this is all him from the start up until now it's been all him and he's shown up so in such amazing ways but we can't really create perfectionism because we don't know how to make it perfect so he comes in and does it for us
0: yeah and that really just points to him right (laughs) oh yes (laughs) I see yeah. him do that all the time where he uses the unlikely people. And I think that's part of it. It keeps us humble. It keeps us, you know, dependent on him, you know? <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's, it's actually really good to stay in that place. But <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you for sharing. Jared, would you just pray us out today?
1: Come to you and give you glory and thanks for all these things that, that, that we've just been discussing and how we just... You know, discussing out loud sometimes brings back into focus and reminds us of all the, the the hand you've had in every aspect of our lives and how you just continue to provide and protect and comfort and take care of and just you really just guide us all and we just ask a special prayer for Leah here she continues to work her side of things just bless her and all her adventures and all her um businesses and and interactions with people. so I know she's um Always, always out there with, with multiple people and touching many, many lives. So we just pray for anyone who's listening and, and all, the, all the people searching and seeking that you'd lead them to a place where they would find a, a family that they could call their own, that they would be in that, that unity with believers that would, would you know, really help push them into that place where they, they feel that they're really seeking after God and not just going to church to alleviate a little guilt or because it's just kind of what you do. Um, They really find a connection and a a place that would bring them closer to you. Pray for our store, our families, all of uh, the people listening, for their families as well. And uh, just continue dwelling in our lives, Lord. Pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: See you on Sunday.
0: Yes. (laughs) Love you guys. Love you too. Okay, bye. Bye. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at LeamarieCarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through The Lens of Faith. Talk to you soon.